Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Nude. I'm here today with Anahita. Welcome, Anahita. Hello, thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> so Anahita and I met maybe a month ago, was not was not long ago, and we connected at a women's circle. It was the first women's circle of uh, the new group of women that we're bringing together. And we connected over this kind of shared sense of having grown up and become really connected with our masculine energy and brought that into the world and used it to create a lot of, you know, success and move through career and relationships with from this energy. Uh, but both of us really connected over this slight disconnect that we felt from our Maybe it wasn't even slight. Maybe it was quite a lot. I think it's quite a lot <laughs> now. I'm realizing as I reconnect with my feminine energy, actually how disconnected I've been. But yeah, so we connected over having had this disconnect from our feminine energy and slowly kind of over the last few years, at least for me, especially the last year, really working on coming back into connection with my cycle and with my feminine energy, spending more time in women-only spaces and, yeah, just really practicing cultivating that feminine energy. So when Anahita shared a bit of her story with me, I was really curious to get you on the podcast mm. and, yeah, just have a chat about it and hear what that was like for you because your experience is, you know, like it's quite significant the way in which you were surrounded by masculine and moving through mm. your life. But I also don't know that much yet, so I'm very excited to find mm. out more. So, Anahita, would you mind giving us just a little bit of a background? And you told me a really cute story earlier. Mm. Uh, so would you mind sharing that on the podcast? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm from Hungary and uh, I was a very independent child, uh, even as a toddler, I usually never mind if my parents left home. I, if any adults stay with me, I was absolutely happy. And um, when I was uh, seven, I wrote an official letter to my parents that uh, I said thank you and uh, that I really appreciate everything <laughs> that they um, you know gave to that that point but I said it's, it's really time for me to leave now and discover the world um, <laughs> just having a few little um, my, my mic <laughs> issues right now <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so um that that's kind of shows my independence, and then um, uh, mum said that I have to finish university and then I can leave, and that's exactly what I what I did. And um, she wasn't comfortable with you leaving at seven. Yeah, oh. and, I, and I and I and I <laughs> finally I needed the permission as well. Like I wanted yeah. the permission to to mm. have, but um, that 
independency um, what followed me through. And um, yeah, I didn't even have my period for years or for maybe the age of 15 and um, 24, I had maybe one or two period cycle a year. Mm. Um, and now I'm looking back, I was... I was so denying the 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 feminine energies. I'm I um like I didn't have like dependent needs. Mm. I only had independent needs. Mm. Uh and and later on I did lots of like, you know, psychology and, and studying the human psyche and I remember at some point I had to write about my dependent needs to the, the need to to depend and I was sweating blood mm. through the process so it's been a big big journey yeah mm. yeah mm. where do you think that do you think that that was like part of your personality but do you think there were other what other factors contributed to you feeling like you had to be so independent and mm. it was not okay for you to depend on others or lean on others or yeah. maybe ask for help. I'm not sure what your I think because you. the <clears throat> the place I grew up, it's like northeast Hungary, like a little hidden corner of Hungary where nothing happens. And I said <laughs> I I was um I was um, Hungary was under the Russian occupation until I was 10. So I grew up playing under Russian tanks. Uh, my grandpa was really communist. He really believed in communism. My, mm. my grandma was really Catholic, really dogmatic Catholic. Mm. And I just didn't find my place. I just remembered as a child looking around and I was like, these are not my people. Mm. I'm not, I just don't understand what they what they doing what they talking about I don't like this um, I'm I'm gonna go and I had this huge drive for freedom mm. I wanted to discover freedom that was probably what led me also there are many many paths that or many many pathways to led me to New Zealand but one of the biggest one was this freedom, looking mm. for freedom. Mm. Uh, so that was one of the big underlying drive that that took me. And um, when I arrived to New Zealand, um, there was a big, like a long, long fight, and um, I felt like when I arrived here that that was the dream of the seven-year-old girl. Mm. And and since then, I'm I'm just really. Um, yeah, and and I really have regular periods since I'm here. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you you came to New Zealand, and that's slowly when you started getting your cycle back. But let's roll it back to so you 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 know you wrote this letter to your mum, and she gave you permission. You worked towards that, and you left Hungary when you were how old? Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you said through that period you had you were not having really a menstrual cycle or that it was very irregular. Is that, is that no, right? No, no, yeah, like yeah, still, still at that time, just once or twice a year. Um, and I was definitely on on a mission. Like uh, as soon as I learned to speak English, I got a job working on the North Sea on drilling ships. Mm. Um, I mean, that time I I had this vision that okay, I'm going to go to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And I looked uh, up what kind of skills uh, I needed and applied for any kind of jobs I could. And um, I just got this job in the North Sea. 
which is a very masculine environment. I was used to working with like 40 men. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of dick, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And oh, that's another like, cool story. Like you go, go on a board and you don't like anybody. Um, and, you know, like nobody objected. But like after two, three weeks, because you are there uh, for a whole month, mm. like, like lust just started to arise. Oh, and you whoa. don't, I, well, I didn't have, well, I had to learn to have control over it. <laughs> was that from experience did you learn the hard way uh no 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 I, I was really strict I was really strict there um oh maybe sometimes I was asleep but <laughs> but no I was like really really strict because it was kind of serious work and you know you, yes. you try to keep yeah. it all up there and and um but it was kind of fascinating and, and how yeah, like even if you don't like any men after oh, three weeks, close them together. I I always pick one man. Like, oh, not too oh, bad. This one could work. I could make this work. <laughs> yeah. And I just have to keep remind myself that just okay, just get on on shore and and you won't like him. So don't don't. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so even that time, I remember telling to my management manager that. Because we had like twelve-hour shifts, and um, it was tough. Like we had some like big waves crashing, and 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 just close up in a container and working. Um, and I was saying to my line manager that oh, just it's so lucky you're so lucky to have me because uh, all these women they're going through their cycles and the mood changes where I don't. Wow. I can just work twelve hours, mm. and I'm just like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and looking back, I was like, oh my god! But I was just, 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 yeah, going hard for it. Mm. And um, mm. every year, writing to an immigration officer here in New Zealand that here I am, here's my CV, can I come? And the immigration officer keeps saying that no, 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 you can't, you can't come. Also, then what happened that I've been really into massages, and um, and I had this dream to of go to Hawaii. And uh, long story short, I I met a Hawaiian massage teacher, Kahuna, mm-hmm. and uh, who invited me to go to Hawaii. And I went to Hawaii, and that's when I realized that a place can be feminine, mm. and it. It hit me so hard, like feeling that beautiful feminine energy flowing through me. Um, I mean, I was 29 then when I saw the ocean the first time. I was 24 when I saw the sea the first time. Mm. Um, But I just wanted to come back and wear flowers in my hair and wear skirt Mm. um, and just be a woman Mm. and then I went back to the North Sea and I often came off the ship and I remember times when I just went home dropped my bag off quickly went to the the wardrobe and just put a skirt on. Oh wow! And I just say just that something I'm, to feel feminine. And it's like I'm still a woman. Yeah, I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah, um, yeah. And then then I had again the dream. Okay, I really have to make it to New Zealand because there will be ocean there. And I came. Be- <laughs> <laughs> and and when I came, I I lived I lived in Auckland, but I always lived in the west. And I always lived in a white terrace because I felt like I had to be 
in the rainforest, in the rising mist, mm. experiencing that birth, b- nature mm. birthing in the mist. Mm. And that was me. And, and I spent lots of time on my own in the first couple of years, but I felt like I just needed to connect to the land mm. and the, the, the cycles, the cycles of the weather and everything, seasons. the seasons. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's when I discovered um, the seasons of the cycles. They're looking at the, the, um, the menstrual cycle. Yeah. Maybe? The menstrual oh, cycles, yeah. like the four seasons. And, mm. uh, and I started to pretend uh, I started to learn about them and I was like, okay, let's see, first week I'm in spring. How does it be to be in spring? Mm. Um, I'm getting more energy, uh, but not too much. Okay, then I'm in summer and I have lots of energy. I can go and run hills. Mm. Then I'm going to autumn and I'm winter. I'm going to have to rest mm. and allow myself to rest. And yeah, it was like a fake it until you become. Yeah. Yeah, acting as if. Mm. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. I, I find that so fascinating that the way you were going through life was as this like penetrative force, mm. right? You're penetrating life. Like here is where I need to be. I'm going to make this happen. And you were just so in it, <laughs> you know? It was all about reaching your goal, which is a very – that's a masculine energy, isn't mm. it? It's outwards, penetrative freedom, And it's fascinating to me when our physical bodies mirror the the energy so Mm. clearly, you know, for your cycle to be so kind of, uh, you know, here and there and, and, you know, lacking in presence, basically, Mm. you weren't feeling that real physical, regular cycle and how that connects so deeply to how you were connected with your Feminine. And what you said, I remember, uh, yeah, you shared that in the women's circle, what you said to your line manager mm. about how, look at me, you know, I can show up as basically as, as a, a man, man. <laughs> you know, and I so resonate so deeply mm. with that. And I think a lot of, a lot of people will, because I, it was similar for me growing up and I was always one of the boys. I was what they used to call tomboys. You know, I was always hanging out with the boys. Boys were my closest friends. And that has continued on really until recently. And it was always this sense of like, in, in in part, it was survivor. You know, it was a way of surviving. It was like, well, look, I see that boys get all this freedom. Boys get to be messy and dirty and gross and crude. And they get to be loud and they get to be brash and they get to like just do what they want you know be rough be expressive Mm. um be naughty and and they don't really seem to get a lot of shame for Mm. it in fact it's almost encouraged (laughs) to have this like really and and i am naturally a very expressive person and so the way women and the feminine energy around me seem to behave just felt so restrictive to me Mm. and so I just assimilated myself with the voice because it just seemed so much more freeing and uh yeah it's so interesting that when you said that to your line manager that really resonated with the kind of attitude I had towards women and Mm. towards other girls it was very much like almost like I'm better than you I'm better than you because I 
get to be with the people who it feels like are on top. Mm, and fun. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> they're leading. They're successful. They're mm. free. You know, that freedom part, like peace, that's a real big one for me. Like they've just felt like it felt like boys had more freedom and uh, just to be who they are and to be human as well, right? Like they can just be grossly human, <laughs> whereas it mm. felt like as a girl, um, I wasn't allowed to do that. I wasn't allowed to... You know, like even how we show up in our bodies, I just felt like I wasn't allowed to express or show my body or be comfortable in my own skin. And these are all just things I absorbed, you know, from my mm. culture and everyone has absorbed them differently. But yeah, really that like assimilation with men to get where I want to go mm. and uh, I actually also didn't have my cycle when I went traveling. So that was a very, you know, like penetrative masculine yeah. kind of like, I, and I was in the same attitude. I'm going traveling. And there was like, no, nothing was going to stop me. Mm. Um, I was with my partner at the time and we split because I was going traveling and that's just how it was. And yeah, I lost my cycle when I was traveling for almost, I think almost a year. Mm. which is really interesting right it's like there was no other obvious reason why I wasn't menstruating but I was obviously just so in this masculine energy yeah. so in my head so moving penetrating the world no slowing down resting receiving flowing mm. there was no flow it was yeah. all just like I need to make this happen here's how I'm gonna make it happen mm. <laughs> we can we can definitely control it I mean yeah, we are the living examples yeah, that we can absolutely. really can control it. Um, probably now one of the the a, a big lesson came to me. I'm trying to remember the book. Um, we can edit later, um, but that was um, it was about periods and cycles. And what what said in the book that when we are having our period, when we have our periods. This is the time when we are more connected to Mother Earth. Mm. This is the time when, um, like, if I meditate, I can go to the deepest meditation. Mm. When I dream, I can go to the most incredible dreams. And, and that made me really curious and wanting to menstruate because they also said in this book that like mother nature gives um, us women that um, like a walking stick, like the period is like this walking stick that you give the chance every month to get connected to this beautiful force of, of energy, of earth energy. So when we go into menopause, that harp will be taken away. Mm. And that, that made me really curious and wanting to give space for my period and that that was my cycle um and that that was became a big lesson that I learned that if I don't give space for my period mm. it doesn't come mm. and and I often had that like let's say that if I have like a business trip coming up um I have to go to Auckland I know my period uh, is is coming mm -hmm. but I have to go it won't come until I come back home 
and rest. Mm. And it's always like that. So now I'm really consciously making making time. If there would be a barbecue, which is like a really, you know, it's a, just a, a, a fun social event. But I know that my body can't even handle that because my body need to be in bed horizontal. Yes. And then, and then my cycle arrives. So I'm really learn to honor and I'm really grateful now because it comes because I like oh I can go really deep Mm. within me and that Mm. becomes a journey and yeah I mean I I just wish that many women especially young women who's using all those pills and stuff and I'm not I'm not judging here um I'm just yeah like Oh gosh, don't miss out on this fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I feel you. I'm the, I, you know, and I, and I was one mm. of those women, mm. you know, I was, and I talk about this in the, the other podcast that I recorded about the power of the menstrual cycle. I, because I was growing up with this masculine do, do, do mm. energy, uh, a menstrual cycle was, I absorbed the message that it was a burden. So, yeah. and I think a lot of young women do. The men to bleed is just a burden. And so they, as well as, you know, pregnancy, you know, the, the fear of getting pregnant. So that's why, you know, we're on these birth control, all these different methods of birth control to try and almost control, like it's literally called birth control. Like you're trying to control your body's natural cycles. But when you really understand them and you honor them, like you just said, Mm. then it's not so much control. It's just more you're working flow, with, yeah, you're yeah. flowing with mm. your body's natural rhythms and therefore you do have more control over mm. your life because you see the places where, I mean, if you're talking about birth control, you, there's parts of your cycle where it is safe to have sex unprotected if there's other, I'm not going to go into all, the whole thing about STIs and stuff, but you know, if you're safe in that regard, there are places where you can have unprotected sex if you know your cycle really really well and then there's places where you need to use mm. protection or av- avoid sex and so you can have control but it's very different it's much more mm. like in flow and in honoring of the cycle and finding that balance like what i learned beautiful friend uh, from a beautiful friend that um setting the intention at every cycle because you know Mm. that your ovulation will come when you're going to have so much energy Mm. you will be so independent you Mm -hmm. don't need anything Mm -hmm. and then you can put (laughs) (laughs) you're going to be the top of the world with this incredible energy like it's like a masculine like you can achieve you can have a project you can in the beginning of the cycle put like okay i'm devoting my egg Mm-hmm. to this co- to the, this project Ooh. yeah and then you go into the cycle Whoa. that i'm honoring this egg for for that project to get things done and then you have these two weeks to really work on it and then and then you let go and then you have two weeks when you just go into mm. like okay what did i learn from this yes <laughs> and honor it honor what the what's the body needs and then you have a new cycle and you're gonna have a new egg coming and then you can just full blast yes go with your muscle and just finding that 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 balance of going out there expressing coming back retrieving yeah i love it i actually love that idea of uh devoting 
the energy of this egg. It's like mm. this energy mm. is going to, I, I'm devoting it to this. I love that. I've never really thought about it, yeah. you know, about setting an intention in quite that yeah. way. I definitely use that part mm. of my cycle for projects, tasks, socializing, yep. you know, um, getting creative projects started and really doing is definitely a doing yeah doing part but like yeah that's cool I love that mm. yeah and it's so powerful and I feel like it brings so much more compassion to yourself in the other part of your cycle mm. when you really honor the part and you're like yes this is the part of my cycle where I'm gonna feel you know really capable of achieving all these things and then really knowing that this is a phase and that what comes next is the reflection, is the introversion, mm. is the rest. And then you can really honor that. And something that I know I didn't do for years is, is rest during that time. Every mm. time when I bled, I just pushed through. That was yeah. just, I didn't even consider arranging my life so that I could genuinely rest and take a good chunk of time for myself during bleeding you know now now i do you know mm. i pretty much arrange my whole life around my cycle now probably to yeah. an extreme but i don't care mm. like it's so great <laughs> and to me like for me i i especially have to do because otherwise she doesn't come right otherwise you're not like even from, bleeding yeah. yeah so many women they just have their bleed and you know it's just happening but in my case i i have to watch myself like a hawk mm. um, and it's only mm. the last three years that um it's been regular previously was just really slow like and i really had to like what 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 my what is my body wants okay am mm. i am i still autumn is it a long autumn yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and, um, yeah, and just, just really observe my, observe everything and finding these, um, balances. What I also learned is how the sexuality changes through the cycle. Mm. So like maybe bring, it's like a young woman, you just maybe want to go and like, or I just want to be like flirtatious and mm. playful and, um, yeah, like a like a teenager, mm. and then and it comes to ovulation, and it's just like fuck me hard, fuck me a lot, fuck me a lot, and fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I want regular hard fucking, please. Yeah, yeah, all in, all in, please. Um, <laughs> and then, and then it comes to autumn, and you, I still want it, but like I don't want to look good anymore. I just kind yeah. of like going to just like tie me up. Tie me up, and I uh, doesn't even matter how I look like. Just yeah, yeah. Just, like that was a suppressive, like suppressive mm. state, and more like oh. And then, and then comes winter, and like don't even come. <laughs> like we'll just come just from from you know behind and just hug. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe again, again, the, in within the 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 cycle, when it when it happens, maybe two three days again, something awakens. And mm. but just watching that, um, and that's again, I found, learned from my beautiful friend, friend Rachel. I just have to acknowledge her because she highlighted this to me that that the sexuality and yeah, again, just we we all should watch ourselves. That what mm. what does it take through the cycle mm. of how we relate sexually. Absolutely. And mm. I feel like once you learn that about yourself, you can communicate it to your lovers 
But mm. if your lovers are completely unaware of how your sexuality changes every cycle, yeah. then I, it could probably cause a lot of confusion or, mm. you know, yeah, just confusion, I think. Like, oh, but, you know, you, you were really this way last week and now you're so different, mm. you know. And when you're really in touch with your partner's or a lover's cycle, then um, yeah. it really all makes a lot of sense oh. and you don't take it personally and you, you understand just how much. We, we change so much, our needs, our desires, our energy, how we feel, you know, it's changing all the time and especially with the menstrual cycle. Um, one thing you mentioned earlier before we were on the mic was about how you experienced you were having sex and then it was afterwards that you that you were bleeding, and yeah. so you you shared how you realize you kind of made this connection between how you could use sexuality mm. to release and move energy and can you expand on that yeah, that was more yeah between twenty five thirty yeah, those those years or even even younger yeah that 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 was just an an interesting thing that like didn't have period for months and months and months, and I finally had sex with somebody and then it came yeah um I mean because of my strong independence, I never really got in for I didn't have too too many long term relationships because mm-hmm. i I was always following and chasing a dream mm-hmm. um so might have been different if I have a long regular per- partner with regular sex, but that's definitely gets things like had to have sex to get things moving to mm. get the energy energy moving and um yeah, it's something I couldn't evoke within myself at that stage, but always relying, I was relying on a man. Mm. Again, that was a d- dependency there. Yeah. Um, did you have a self-pleasure practice at all or was that um, something? Yes, I did. Though this is something I still um, on the journey of. Oh, of tell me about it. Same. <laughs> finding of, of what what is the kind of, what is my way um yeah like i'm i'm with this whole feminine femininity um but i'm I'm finding that it's all embodiment and Mm. how much can i be in my body yeah previously i would go and have porn and i'm just finding that okay it just doesn't really work for me to just lie down on a bed and stroking my it just doesn't take me anywhere but if I start dancing and if I start moving, mm. yeah, moving and dancing is bringing on a whole new level of stirring up energies that otherwise I can't stir up. Mm. Yeah, it's probably what, I, yeah, with, with dance, I, I just love that with dance, I can I can stir up those stagnating yes. energy places that I can't go in with anything else yes so yeah now I'm definitely using that but it's it's taking me quite a long time to to realize that my orgasms come through movement Mm. yoga yoga this kind of yoga dance flow and Mm. the bass yes (laughs) I love it yeah Yeah. totally it's it's interesting that you say that how like it doesn't work for you to just like lie down on the bed and stroke yourself but like pretty much how I have self-pleasured for years and years and years is just to lie down on the bed with a vibrator yeah you know no very little movement and 
you know, not even making sound really or like mm. not in flow, just in this real goal orientated, <laughs> like lie down, let's get this done. And, you know, with a vibrator, I could have, you know, I can have about 10 orgasms with a vibrator, just one mm. after the other, but it's this real like hardcore tensing. Just to release. Forced. Yeah. And it's just this yeah. like constant pressure, pressure, release, pressure, pressure, release. Yeah. And it's like, there's yeah. no softness. There's no, no. flow. Yeah. The orgasms, you know, they're not particularly mind blowing. They're just these like hard, fast, like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I would know that. Okay. It's time, really time to masturbate. And I have this release masturbation ready just to like having a, giving a quickie. Get this done. And, <laughs> and I would, I would think about like, like, like modeling or my, my work I was thinking the same time like, I'm gonna sort of oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's a very I guess a masculine kind of orgasm yeah, but yeah. I've been I've been really good at those ones mm, um, same <laughs> and it's a funny funny story I I um I had uh, at some point I was like because I love all my all my spiritual practice that oh let's try celibacy that's a good idea Mm-hmm. which I took away from myself, this beautiful release uh, orgasm. Um, and I went since three three months. So celibacy is also no no self-pleasure as well? Or? Uh, but that's what my my way was. That, that was like, like no sex, basically. Yeah, no sex, Not no self-pleasure. Or anyone else. Let's see what happens. Okay. Um, and I got, um, what's the word? Um, shingles. Shingles? Yeah. Whoa. I got shingles and I and I <laughs> and I went to the doctor and um and I was like, Oh, you've probably been stressed. Oh. And I was like, Oh I'm not like <laughs> life is usual and yeah. he gave me the antibiotics and to go home and, and I was like, I know why I'm stressed mm-hmm. because I didn't have any sad pleasure. So yeah. I just got on what I had to do and the shingle was was gone pretty quick um wow. and yeah it was funny later on I went back to the doctor and it was like oh the shingles I'm like yeah it's sorted wow <laughs> I know what to do yeah and, and yeah isn't that amazing how mm. your body like your body is so wise yeah. and it's giving you this blaring signal mm. this like alarm signal like whoa what's happening like slow down de-stress yeah. move energy yeah. like help yeah. me basically yeah. and you're in your head like no nope. yeah. yeah 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 but yeah. yeah yeah and since then I, I learned that when I'm really stressed it's, mm. it's some kind of a rash coming through me or mm. that's my that's my body's communicating yes. the hardest way that yeah okay you, you need to chill the fuck out mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah I have the same thing with acne that's like a regular thing that is just this, my skin just talking to me all the time. Like you're not, you're stressed, you know? Mm. And it's like, I have to look in the mirror and see every day that I'm mm. not embodying the practices that help me maintain that nice flow, flow. through life and yeah. things are getting tight and you can feel your jaw tightening and, you mm. know, getting acne around there. And yep, the body is very smart, very mm. smart. <laughs> yeah. And we must listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the journey that we're on. Hey, that's mm. almost why we started Women's Circles because, you know, we're like, we need to reconnect with yeah. this part of us. And yeah, what better way to do it than surrounding yourself with other women and mm. feminine energy and, um, yeah, other humans that are just really keen to connect in with that and going well so far, I think. Yeah. How, yeah. how are your cycles now? Yeah, they are they are 
regular. Yeah. They're a little bit late, mm-hmm. but they are regular. Um, another thing that I'm I'm coming to turn this year that I'm I turn forty, mm-hmm. and I always thought that if I would give birth, it would be when I'm forty. Um, and here I am single. Yeah, it's just, it just looks like it's not going to happen. I mean, I know. Is, I, this, a, I is can... this a call out to anyone who wants to make a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Anahita is single, everybody. <laughs> um, and <laughs> calling, calling. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so just 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 coming in term with with it that um, you know it might not going to happen and. Uh, and that that's that's fine too. And I'm just I really had to have to be honoring that that this was my journey, mm. um, and I had to do what I had to do. And uh, yeah, I was I was doing my best, mm. even if I denied my my feminine. Uh, yeah, there's this feminine, beautiful, surrendering energy mm. um, in my life, and. Um, yeah, just just learning that if that doesn't happen, like I'm having a clear intention now. It, it is still a kind of a new that I would love to have my biological child with ease. Mm. But if it doesn't happen, like now, the, my next thing is how can I be a mother in a different way? How mm. can I express the, this motherly function? Mm. Uh, in in a different way, so so going into this next phase of being a woman, which generally, if, you know, if you look up any uh, feminine wheel of life books, it's all about you know you you have a child, and well, I'm it's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> might not. Yeah, <laughs> might not going to happen. Yeah. So what 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 is the how can I how can I be a mother in a different way? Mm. And that's that's my big uh, that's my big lesson, mm. uh, or or, or th- that's my next next thing. And just accepting that, um, yeah. I mean, I could have discovered it earlier. I wish to discover it earlier, and mm. I guess that's why it's awesome to to share it mm. with with others. Um, it's never too late. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's just um, that's yeah my journey and and being with it and honoring it mm-hmm. and yeah it was pretty cool working on the north sea on drilling ships and <laughs> yeah yeah that's it it's your journey and you know yeah. and, and it's so it's so great now to share and and just in the hopes that anyone out there that is disconnected and is like wanting mm. to reconnect can hear can hear what what that's like i mean what this i have two questions for you first of all what have you found any ways or are there any, is there anything that resonates with you about how you'd like to mother in a different way that doesn't involve a biological child? Is there something that calls to you or is that still a a work in progress? I guess like having a, having a project that Mm. I can, I can nurture, I can give birth to. That's something is really strongly coming out at the moment. Mm. Uh, A project that's 
really connected to my heart mm. um, and my womb. Mm, <laughs> yes. I, I have ideas and I get so excited and I feel them in my pussy. And I was yes. like, yes, like that, that, <laughs> yes. that's something like that, something like that coming out. Um, I'm really excited at the moment around community building um, mm. and, yeah, taking care of being, like, being an auntie. Mm. Being an auntie in, mm. in also in the community and and um, learning the the importance of having an auntie in a mm. community who who is independent and yes. into freedom because yeah we single women out there childless can can give another energy to that to that to the child like mm. bring mm. in a. You know, while while the the parent has so much love for a child that could be very confining, for a child coming to an auntie could be very liberating. Yeah, uh, and and just being that with that's okay too. Mm. Um, and and finding my space in that. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's beautiful. But it's definitely involving. I don't know what's going to be. Uh, I just know that. I have to live it out I because I, I have a strong motherly energy and mm. I, I have to pour into some kind of form and I, mm-hmm. I trust that I will. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm. I love that. The other question I wanted to ask you was about um, in fine, like reconnecting with your feminine energy, obviously part of 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 the reward is that you're you're getting your cycle back and you're and you're feeling into that but what else what what else have you found that's really changed for you in reconnecting to your to your feminine because i just remember when i was younger i didn't even really see a reason why i should i was so unaware like uneducated around around that that I just didn't even see a reason why I should it always made more sense to stay in my masculine and um penetrate the world and get shit done you know Mm. what what have you found that's really changed for you aside from the cycles building an inner trust with myself Mm. that that I can I can trust myself to be in this flow and um yes that I can, yeah, that I can do it. Because I, it's still the biggest reward that I'm feeling at the moment is um, it's still during the cycle having that deep connection with like my, the way, I, the deep I can go in my meditations. Mm. Or, or in the last couple of cycles, it's, it's still new to me, but I'm feeling this beautiful downward moving energy which i guess in tantra that would be the that's the apana vayu but i feel it so strongly and it's so beautiful it's it's the kind of energy that i want to sit with open legs and Mm. feel this energy just like oh i'm coming out of me and i'm connected to to uh i don't know if it's like a big energy force that i'm mm-hmm. still just discovering it's still new to me mm-hmm. um i'm also learning how it's get activated through anal sex mm. which is like ooh, okay uh, <laughs> oh, that's a whole other subject. subject that i'm just in like 
like tiptoe going into yeah. the world is obviously open this up but this 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 energy flow that I'm I'm really curious and excited about and I want to feel it more often and it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger and like what what I'm like learning at the moment like having a kundalini practice when I'm working with the energies and bring the energy up like kundalini and and I'm learning that when I have my period I I can't bring it up because I'm letting go mm. and for for many many women again wouldn't even matter or feel but because I'm so sensitive to it now like when I'm I know my period is calm or it's happening like I'm not I don't play with kundalinis or I don't bring anything up Mm. because I'm just I'm just letting go Mm. and yeah letting go yes surrender and letting go Mm. and learning to really let go yes yeah. That's huge. Yeah. And I guess that's where like anal sex comes in because you mm. really have to surrender. Oh yes. You you either surrender or it's gonna hurt. Yeah. So mm. just just that that thing that they are really working together. So mm. yeah, learning to surrender and let go. Mm. And then on the next level. Oh yeah. Oh, that resonates so yeah. much. I mm. really feel that. And like that when you bring that awareness to you know to when you're bleeding and you're letting go mm. feels like you really can let go of so much more oh. whereas you know there must be some letting go happening you know however many years ago 10 years ago when i was first coming off all the birth control i was on and i was having a cycle but i was so unaware so disconnected so i feel like you must, that must get stored in places, you know, when you're mm. not have, bringing that awareness in to the letting go. And yeah, I think that's why like now when I'm really paying attention to what's happening in my body through through the whole cycle, when it comes to letting go, it's actually quite a pleasurable experience. Mm. Like I can actually enjoy the the it's it's a meditative state almost and almost an orgasmic state at times yeah where it feels like this this like soft kind of like i don't know it's like this vibration yeah, that i feel that's yeah. really different and 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 i and i described it in my other episode where i feel the most present the most centered and the mm. most calm during bleeding yeah and like you say, being able to go deeper in your meditations, I think for me that that's similar because I am feeling so present and I'm in this, yeah, this place of surrender and letting go. And I think that's why it's so, so um, important that for me, and I'm sure for many women, that we create sacred space during that time, mm-hmm. that we really take time where we can be alone, maybe with other women, but like at least some time where it's just for you to connect in and feel and let go and rest. Mm. And yeah. I have to share this. Um, I read it in a Hungarian 
blog sometimes ages ago on how to experience, how to explain to your child uh, what's what's happening, mm-hmm. and I and I, I love that um, that to tell that uh, the mother every month uh, built a nest just mm-hmm. in case the baby would come. That's awesome. And uh, if the baby doesn't come, which is absolutely okay, if the baby doesn't come, uh, then have to clean the nest out. Wow. And both building the nest and cleaning the nest out, they take lots of hard work. So (laughs) mommy have to rest during the time, especially when the nest is going out because that's, yeah, lots of cleaning work. Yeah. Oh, Uh, wow. I love that. Yeah. And so they can be more compassionate and they they understand like, Mm. you know, building a nest. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's, I love that because Mm. I I do communicate it with my son, but but it's in a very masculine way. (laughs) It's in this very direct, like this is the scientific things that are happening and this is how I feel. But I think like more of a story picture creating way would make more sense Mm. for him, for a young child. I love this. I'm going to use that for sure. I love this story when it came to me and it's like, oh, yeah. 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 I love that. (laughs) That's beautiful. (sighs) Ah. Is there anything else you want to share on this topic? I'm sure we could talk for hours. Mm. <laughs> anything? Yeah, no. I think we covered it yeah. pretty nicely. And yeah. yeah. I just would love to encourage all women out there to honour your mm. cycles because there's so much magic it, in it. really is. Working with the cycle yeah. just, mm. oh, man. Yeah, next level. Yeah, so. yeah, it is deep, deeply empowering. I, I think it's one of the most empowering things I've done mm. for myself. Yeah, is allow myself to have a cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Which sounds crazy, right? Oh, because you know, there's yeah. over half the population of the world yeah. has this, mm. and yet there's not really there's not really space for it in in our culture, in our society, mm. in the way society is set up. There's not really space. So we have to make space. Absolutely. We have to stand up for our bodies and our cycles and say, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no, thank you. I need to rest because I'm honoring this part of of my body and this Mm. cycle that I go through every month. And I will say no to that social engagement and no to taking on that extra project. And, you know, yeah. And even proudly say that I don't go to the barbecue because I'm spending time with my cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's my moon time. I'm bleeding. It's yeah. you know like owning it. And I and yeah. and and I do do that sometimes. And people, you always feel that slight kind of surprise, maybe a little mm. bit of attention, a little bit of uncomfortability. But I don't react to it. I just mm. kind of, you know. Yes, for many many people uncomfortable, but yes. then then many comes many women came to me before and saying like, oh, I wish I do that. Oh, it's so mm. good that you are in connect. And I was like, yeah, it there's no other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not for me. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah, definitely. So yeah, learn from our mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's there's heaps of I mean. If you were to say help someone that's out there listening that are like that's that is like whoa okay I need this, where would you offer them to? What would be a good starting place for them? Is there an awesome amazing book you read or 
a practice that you did? I mean, first of all, you, you did mention the fact that you had basically no cycle or it was, it was not very present. And then you a- acted as if, mm. so you, you learned first, you must've had to have learned about the seasons, right? Yeah. So you learned that there's four phases, there's yeah. four seasons of a cycle, and then you kind of just acted as if you were in them. Yeah. Anything else that, that you've done that's really helped you go from being so in your masculine to connecting back into your cycle? Mm, there's there's definitely some more books that I don't remember the titles, but we can share it, like add, add it later on yeah. to the podcast. Embodied Practices, Back yeah. Again Embodied Practices, mm-hmm. Dancing, mm. Dancing with the Flows. Again, Dance with the Dance with the the cycle get into your body feeling to check into your body awareness mm. um awareness practices um i mean or yoga meditation uh tantric practices and i'm here i i i'm meaning like traditional tantric practices not the neo-tantric practices mm. i'm not sure here would say coralia we'll, we'll mention the coralia's work uh, but that was a um I need to get Carolee on the podcast. Oh my god, yeah. She like <laughs> um I went into her tantric self realization retreat and that was the my the best investment of this year mm. in terms of helping me to really be in the moment and 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 make allow life become my guru in every mm, moment mm. Uh, and that, that's kind of self-awareness practice that just come come in to the inner body feeling to there's no right or wrong it's all just experience and just learn from it mm. um, yeah all these all these um, practices have helped heaps and mm. keep and, and just keep keep giving yeah so basically just get in there and start doing the work really yeah. start doing the work to connect yeah google searches books yeah there's um, heaps yeah yeah caralia yeah. has a podcast i believe it's called pillow talk mm. i will double check that but i'm pretty sure that that's her podcast is pillow talk and um i'm sure through that you could find her and we'll check in with her as well she's yeah. happy for us to mention her but yeah and, and that's yeah that's definitely key yeah cool and i mean yeah, for me, coming off of birth control was of hormonal birth control was huge um, because I think it's very challenging to connect with your cycle when you're on birth control. That kind of like mm. and depend. Birth control is different, but yeah, that that made a big difference for me. But you know, to come off birth control means you have to become much more aware of mm. your cycle. You know. Because you're no longer relying on it to be safe from getting pregnant. I was I was diagnosed by polycystic ovaries. Mm. Um, in Hungary, they didn't even know about PCOS at that mm. time. Wow. They just said they said to me. The doctor said to me that okay, you have this cyst and stuff going on, and the only natural cure you have is to get pregnant. Because getting pregnant, giving birth would naturally re realize, re, re, rebalance the hormones and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't work for it didn't work for me, obviously. <laughs> 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 and, I didn't get there. I think. Um, uh, yeah. uh, and 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 the other one was that you know they 
they told me that I have to get on the pills because pills will pills will make it regular. And I tried it a couple of times, but I always I always felt determined that no, I'm going to make this happen on my own. I'm mm. sure my figure a way. So that was always strongly deeply within me that nah, I, I can and I danced myself into it. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, I was also diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome as well. And, you know, I mean, I get pretty woo-woo with this shit and I feel like that was just a that was just a sign from my ovaries. Like, hello, <laughs> help us. We're here, by the way, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> we can't attention. come out. We can't yeah. come out. We just, we're just stuck in, yeah. like, and yeah. turn into seas and, like, yeah. Can you give us some space and time so we can come out all the way? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's really like the eggs are trying to come out and they can't and they just turn into a cyst. So if now if you have your periods regularly, it means that they come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then back from the time when they didn't come out, yeah. those cysts are might even there or I don't know, they can dissolve. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I had to go through a kind of a mourning process at some point that mourning all the eggs that never mm. made it out. Um, wow. And it was a big, big cry and yeah. just, you know, yeah, yeah. shit, sorry. Yeah. But <laughs> sorry, no. ovaries. Sorry, sorry ovaries. eggs. But now, now I'm letting it. So, yeah. I'm here now. I yeah. got you now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Cool. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Anahita, for being here with me today. It was such a cool chat. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was yeah. fun. Thank it's you. one of my favorite topics. I mm. really, really love talking about it. So thank you. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. I'm so happy that I could share it as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope this was fun for you too. <laughs> <laughs> nude with mercy j if you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com nude donations if you have any questions suggestions or feedback about this episode then please do contact me at nude at gmail.com 